Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to Running the 615 Podcast. This is your host, Drew Jones, and you are listening to episode 16. This episode is another first for the podcast, as it is the first time I have interviewed two guests at the same time. It is safe to say that this episode was always destined to be. As you know, this podcast is called Running the 615 because we talk a lot about running and the city of Nashville. Well, shortly after starting this podcast last year, I discovered that there was a new running group here in Nashville called Six Run Five, which is an awesome name for a Nashville running group. And I knew it would only be a matter of time before I could sit down and interview today's guest. They are the founders of Six Run Five, Emily Fields and Stephen Love Wade. Emily Fields was born and raised here in Nashville. She went to college at Western Kentucky University in Bowling Green, and she is now a teacher, basketball coach, and athletic director at East End Prep School here in East Nashville. Emily grew up playing basketball and was first introduced to running in 2014 by her mom, who had just beaten cancer. Her love for running has grown every year since, and she has become an ambassador for the sport here in Nashville. Stephen Love Wade grew up in Jackson, Tennessee, and went to college here at Tennessee State University. He now works in the healthcare field for Vanderbilt Medical Center. Stephen started running in 2016, and he has accomplished a lot in a small amount of time. That includes 14 half marathons and one full marathon. The first time Emily and Stephen ever met in person, it was to discuss starting Six Run Five, and Destiny was absolutely a part of it. Emily and Stephen are both very positive and authentic. They are leaders here in the Nashville community, and hearing about their passion for Six Run Five makes you want to put on your running shoes and immediately head out the door for a run in our city. As we have discussed on this podcast before with founders like James Crumlin of Capital Steps and Mark Miller of East Nasty, forming a fitness group is not easy. You have to have an idea, you have to have a vision, and you have to be consistent and show up week in and week out. Since the first meeting of Six Run Five, Emily and Stephen have accomplished those things and much more. Six Run Five will be celebrating their one-year anniversary on July 6, which is super cool. It is very easy to see after hearing them tell their story that the Six Run Five running group is going to be a part of the Nashville community for a long time to come. It was a truly enjoyable experience to sit down and talk to Emily and Steven about their love of running the Six Run Five group they have founded and their life. Like many runners here in Nashville, I am looking forward to the day when we can all get together again with groups like Six Run Five and head out for a run in this city we all love so much. Thanks as always for listening to this podcast, everyone. Please tell a friend about it if you can and stay safe and healthy out there. Here we go. Episode 16, Six Run Five founders and friends, Emily Fields and Stephen Love Wade. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Running the 615 Podcast. I am super happy to be sitting across from our first ever Running the 615 two guest in the studio today. So we're going to pass it back and forth. I'm sitting across from Emily Fields and Stephen Love Wade. They are the founders of Six Run Five Running Group in Nashville, and we're going to talk about running, Nashville. We're going to cover it all today. First of all, let's start. Emily Fields, good to see you. Good How to are you see doing you today? As well. I'm doing well. How are you doing? Awesome, man. I'm really glad you guys are here. We always started off, Emily, just talking about running. This is a running podcast for the most part. Tell me about running in your life. When did it start? What is it about running that you were like interested in? And just give me your running story. So it's funny. I grew up playing basketball from middle school to high school. I hated running, hated doing suicides, hated conditioning. My junior year, my basketball coach made me do cross country. That's when you're running as through punishment. the grass as punishment. Yeah. So you had cross country or golf. I could not hit that ball on the tee. So it was just like, you got to do cross country. And that was the first time thinking like, oh, it's not as bad as I thought. Now it's a difference between cross country and suicides. So sure. I enjoy cross country running it with the team, the scenery. I'm like, okay, it's not that bad. Graduated from high school and stopped running, went to college. My mom was actually diagnosed with breast cancer. And after she had surgery back healthy, we started working out to improve our health. So after that, we started running every day, running together. This was the summertime, running every day, started walking laps, moved up to one mile, moved up to two miles, moved up to three miles, and 
it just continued. So I would say like my love of running started because of my mom's diagnosis. Right. Um, she's doing it as a thing. Of course. Now it's a hobby and now it's actually a business that myself and Steven started with six run five. Right. I love it. It's, it's a stress reliever. I like running by myself. Sometimes I love running with my group, but I would say, I always tell people when I talk to them, why did you start running? I don't like running. I'm like my mom, my mom runs marathons at least one every other month. So she's been very consistent. So anytime she texts me, hey, let's meet downtown and run. So it's always it's consistent with my friends. It's consistent with my family. Yeah. And now I just do it every day before I go to school, before I go to work, I get a run in. Sometimes I get a run in the evening. And your mom's favorite running shoe is what? Brooks. Oh, really? She, she loves, loves Brooks. That's a cool story. Loves, we'll maybe get to that in a bit. Love Brooks. At least six to seven pairs of Brooks. Oh, man. Well, she's our next guest on Running 615. Oh, wow. So let's move over to Stephen Love Wade here. Stephen, tell us about running in your life and, and how that came to be. So I had a roommate, my one and only roommate, Kentavious Perry. He said, man, I'm doing this 30 mile and 30 day challenge. And keep in mind, I was like, I've never been athletic. I never. And the challenge was to run 30 miles over the course of 30 days. Right. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll try this. And then I was doing like a mile a day. And then I got to like the third week and I was like, okay, I can do more than one mile. So I would like up it up from like one mile a day to two miles. And by the last week, I was like able to do three miles consistently without stopping. So I was like, okay, this is fine. Like, how how old are you at this? When's this happen? I was 24. Okay. So I was like, all right, let's try it. And then, okay, so the first month goes by, and I'm like, okay, cool. I did the challenge. I completed it. So it's like, what's next? So the next month, I shot for 50. The month after that, 75. And then I've literally probably been doing 100-mile months since 2016 at this point. And that was the first domino, though. Your roommate and that 30 miles, 30 challenge yeah, 30 was mile, like what, days, what started like, it off. That was like the fire, yeah. Right. And the fire's been lit ever since, so yeah. Let me ask Emily something. Oh, you said about the... At first running, you were a basketball player and in junior high and high school as well. I know exactly where you're saying suicides was mean. Like you, you know, coach would give you suicides to like give you some authority and you know, not everybody loves suicides. When do you remember your first memory of, I don't like running, which is where it was when you first started to like, oh man, like this is actually something I feel like I am enjoying. So middle school, of course, was that first time where it's like, I just want to hoop. Why I got to do this running? Why do I have to make a suicide in 30 seconds? Right. I don't want to do this. But then 2014 was when I really took it serious. And me and my mom were going like every day. And it's like, okay, running isn't that bad. I'm spending time with my mom. I love running downtown because of the scenery. And then when you notice that you're getting better week after week, it was like, okay, this is not bad. I feel better. I'm enjoying this. I'm having friends that come run with me eventually. So now it's like, oh, instead of going to lift weights, I can just go for a run and this can be my workout. This improved my health, my mom's health. We lost like 40 pounds in like three months. Yeah. And that's just from running every day when we were doing two a days. I'm like, okay, this is cool. This is cool. Like I can do this, enjoy working out, spend time with my mom and then Every week I'm getting better. I'm improving my time. I'm improving my distance. So I would say 2014, I was like 22. And that's when I started loving it. Yeah. And now it's a forever thing now. There you go. Same thing, Stephen. When do you remember it going from, you said before, you hadn't hadn't done a lot of running up until then. You get this challenge. All of a sudden you're running not only every day, but you're starting to increase your miles. Like, do you remember the switch where you're like, oh my gosh, this is... This is not just a challenge. This is something that I like doing. And clearly it's taken off because you just built on top of it. Right. So I think it was maybe the third month. So again, I started running in like March with that 30 mile, 30 day challenge. And then there was a July, uh, 4th of July, 5K. And, you know, I was like, I can do a 5K. So I came to the race. You know, I, I was in that like race environment you know, with the people, the music, the celebration, I was like, this is cool. You know what I mean? Like 
I run all the time, but I never get to run and get a medal afterwards or like a cool T-shirt. So I was like, okay, cool. Like I can do this. The race is kind of the reward, right? I mean, like when you put in all your miles, that's where it seems like it's a little bit of the work. But to your point, when you're running in a big group and there's hoopla, like that's kind of the celebration of being a runner. Yeah. So it kind of made me feel like celebrated for like what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? Because when people go to the basketball game, you know, you celebrate the basketball game, you know, the football game, you know, the soccer game, whatever it is. But like with running, those day-to-days, five-day, you know, training periods or, like, however many weeks you train for whatever race you're running for, like, all that amounts up to that. You know what I mean? So I think one thing is to see, like, you just get – well, me personally, I just get super competitive during the races. So, like, whatever time I'm running a 5K in at a race, it's nothing close to what I'm doing on a regular day. Sure, But yeah, you just get different. so amped up. You get so caught up, and it's just super adrenaline. So it's just like, all right, after that first race, it was like, cool. I need that. I need some more of this. So started racing crazy. So let's stay there real quick. That was actually my next topic. What What's a favorite race or two that you've done in your running career? Is there one or two of them that just sticks out like, man, like this is my favorite? There's two that stick out. The first one would be Rock and Roll San Diego Half Marathon. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So like the city was amazing. The course was fine. That might have been the first time that I actually traveled out of town for a race. I think it was actually. I think that was my first half marathon that I traveled for. So that was kind of memorable. And then the second one after that would be this past February in Atlanta during the Olympic trials. trials. Yeah. So, you know, you get to see like people from Nashville like running in the Olympic trials. So like Nick French and Joey. Both of those guys, they ran, they were from Nashville and they, they ran that race. So it's like cool to see like literally the fastest people, well, the fastest like marathoners in America. And then, you know, people that you see on a day-to-day basis or maybe on your track workouts, these people are in that same race sure, yeah. and they're in the competition. So I think that weekend was pretty crazy. And then the race itself, one of the runners from six round five, Ryan, he got to run his very first half marathon that weekend so it was like super memorable because i got to see that and then i got to see like somebody's progress from starting running to like being able to run their first half and it was like a big celebration for that absolutely what about you emily what was your what's your kind of race highlights is there any one or two of them that are your favorites my favorite 2016 my mom, you've been running for a year. I graduated in 2015, moved back to Nashville mm-hmm. and started back running, of course. Mom, let's do a half marathon. I'm like, 13.1 miles? That's the difference between doing seven or eight. For sure. Yeah. Mom, like, I don't know if I really like, like, come on, Emily, we've been running together for a few years. Let's do a marathon or a half marathon. She's done them before, but I want to do one with my daughter. Right. You know, when your mom says that, you can't say no. She's why you're running to she's begin with. Reason, you got to just keep it going. You know, she's yeah. the reason. I moved back home. Like, is she going to kick me out if I don't do it? Is this, is this a requirement? You know, is this a requirement? So I'm like, you know what, Emily, you can do it. So 2016, I did the rock and roll here. Did not know at the time how many heels. Man, <laughs> yeah. So this is my first marathon. So think about this. You do the Music City rock and roll marathon for your first half marathon. And I'm like, come on, let's do it. 2016, y'all. It was delayed 45 minutes because it rained. Did I train in rain in the rain? A little bit. But the fact that I'm soaking wet by before, time, it even starts. before we start. Also, it's funny, Beyonce was having a concert the next day in Atlanta. So my best friend was coming from Indianapolis to meet me in Nashville, and then we was driving to Atlanta right after I got done. Just biggest weekend ever. Biggest let's weekend let's ever. do it back to back. You know, yeah. I'm like, I gotta finish this marathon this half marathon so I can see Beyonce. Like I have to. So my first one, I did it in, I think it was two hours and like 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. But after finishing, it was like to finish with my mom. You know, of course, the medal was great. But to finish with my mom, my first one, I'm like, I can do this. Oh, yeah. And it would be a memory that I always have. I have a picture of me and her finishing like in my office. And it's just something like I did my first half marathon with my mom. I'm sure we'll do more together. But that right there is like, I didn't think I could do it. And it was like, I did it with her. And it was just something that we'll always talk about, something that will always be special to me. Yeah. And I mean, you know, 13.1 miles is long. I mean, driving in your car, it's a distance. And that, without a doubt, the rock and roll half marathon, Nashville is my favorite. I still call it country music because that's what it always was. You know, I love that race, but it is hilly, man. It is a roller coaster. We, we do a little informational meeting every year at Fleet Feet for people who might be running in their first one. And every year, somebody's like, yeah, I've heard, I've heard it's really hilly. And I'm like, yep, 
Absolutely. Like the whole, the whole thing is uphill or downhill, but it is actually one of the better half marathons in the country as far as the number of people run of it. Rock and roll San Diego as well. Indianapolis, I think they call it the Indy Mini. That's a big one too, but like a lot of people run, run in that race. So that one to be able to share with your mom, looking back on it, what was better, the race or Beyonce? <laughs> Pretend your mom's not going to so hear my, this podcast. So what, I, which one my is mom it? will probably be the first person to listen to this. Sorry, mom, but I love Beyonce. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, awesome. love Beyonce. When I walked across the stage when I got my degree, they called me Beyonce. I wrote that on the card. Yeah. So I love Beyonce. But it was like the, let me say this, it was the perfect weekend. Both of them were great. Both okay, of perfect. them. All right. Good. I saved myself with that. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> to date, as far as when you look at your running career, you and your mom started. Basketball was wrapping up. Now you're becoming a runner. What do you consider your running highlight, like your crown accomplishment of running so far? You know, I've done two half marathons. I've done 5Ks, 10Ks. But honestly, six run five. And why I say this is I've been running for a few years now. But for Steven and I to come together and make a run club or create a run club for the city and the first time we had I run over 50 people showed up. Man, yeah. So I think for me, that was my accomplishment. Like, and then people continue to show up when we, when we run on Wednesdays or Saturdays, people consistently show up or people, I see somebody at the store with a shirt on. Yeah. And it was just like, wow, you know, or you see somebody, you're on Instagram. We all love social media and somebody's tagging a page and they started running or we've seen somebody who didn't run before. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And a month later, they run in two or three miles. Right. And it's like, this is why we did it. Yeah. Like, yeah, me and him were running individually, but this is dope that we got other people running. Yeah, that's a good one. Steven, what's your running highlight to date? The one you're most proud of? I know it's supposed to be one, but like, I think it's two. The first one is running my like first full marathon. And like, when I say first full marathon, I mean, without the celebration, you know, cause like I ran the 26.2 on a random Saturday. Like I text the group and I was like, Hey guys, who's busy on Saturday? I want to run 26.2. You were feeling it. Yeah. Like the quarantine had just started, you know, group, uh, group runs that just got canceled. I think they had already canceled rock and roll. So I think they canceled the, everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah they canceled, so I, they canceled so, the world for a bit. Right. So they canceled rock and roll on a Tuesday and I went ahead and like decided that Wednesday or Thursday, I'm like, I'm just going to do 26.2. So I don't know what made me like decide to do something so crazy, but I text my group and I was like, is anybody free Saturday? I want to run 26.2. And they were like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. So they were like, all right, well, we'll be there. So like running that and then having my squad there, you know what I mean? At like different points, you know what I'm saying? I kind of set up all the hydration stations. So I was like, who can be at this point at this time? Who can be at this point at this time? And then I didn't want to waste anybody's time. So I made sure like my paces hit the exact timing. So I was like within five minutes on or off of wherever I said I was going to be at whatever time. So I started at the dam and then ran through the whole entire greenway to get to Shelby, got to Shelby, went to Nissan Stadium, went over the bridge, went from the bridge to the Metro Center Greenway and then went all the way by Tennessee State University where I graduated and then shot up Charlotte, got to state capital, made a left and then ended up in Germantown. And that's where I ended my race. I ended my race where we do our weekly group runs. Right. It was AKA exactly. the first annual Stephen Love Wade marathon is what happened I mean, that day. One day we might make it happen. Yeah, man. It's already started. You got to, yeah. you got to do that next year. It's second annual. Yeah. That was so monumental. And then I saw, I guess everything kind of comes full circle. So I ran with Ryan on his first half marathon and then I think the day before... Is that, that the one in Atlanta? Yeah. Right, yep. So the day before I decided to go ahead and do the full, Ryan texted me like, what time are you starting? I was like, I'm starting at six. He was like, I'll be there. And I looked at the phone for a second. I was like, what is he talking about? He was like, do you have hydration set up? I want to make sure that we get everybody right. So when we pass the water spots that we get our water, I'm like, oh yeah. So he's running with me. Yeah. So I ran with him on his first half and he ran with me on my first full so it's kind of crazy the influence that you bring. So like, I think that was probably like, so like between that and six run five, those are both like powerful, like moments or like very memorable times in my running sure. career. Well, it was destined that running the six one five podcast would have the 
six run five <laughs> founders sitting in the interview room. Right. I started this podcast in September, October. So you guys were already rolling. I did not plagiarize the name. I felt like it was just a part of the city, but you guys were already going strong by then. So again, this was a match made in heaven. Perfect. Talk about six Perfect. run five. How did that come to be? You guys kind of met. It sounds like your friendship grew through starting this run, but what's your memory of just you guys getting this idea in your head and getting it going? six run five so yeah i'm running down the street one day before work it's like 6 a.m and i'm running down west end and i'm like what can we do you know what i'm saying like i was doing a nike run challenge at the time and i hated the nike run app but like people don't know anything outside of that people don't really know of strava so it's kind of hard to like get somebody to convert so at that time i was kind of like filling into whatever the crowd could do so i was doing nike run challenges you were thinking of something that a group could do together right. right so i have people running every day and they're tagging me and it's like i like this but what can we do to get people actually in person mm-hmm. you know i had a following with my nike run challenge and so did emily so i just reached out later that day and i was like hey i got this idea tell me what you think about it and then she was like okay cool so that's on a friday Saturday goes by. That was Sunday. a text message? Well, no, it was on IG. I didn't even have her number. Instagram message. Yeah. Hey, what's up? I'm Steven. It was definitely a DM. I got an idea. So I was like, hey, I got this idea. And it wasn't even like a text. Like, I recorded a video. Even and better. It even better. Yep. And it was a disappearing message. So it's like, <laughs> hopefully she can like... <laughs> watch this video and like turn the volume up because like if she's in a place where she can't hear she's gonna watch me and be like what is this and what's going on or if she disagrees he's like i was, I was kidding yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, like yeah, if yeah. he bombed and it was a terrible idea and it's like she declined it it was like all right well cool <laughs> <laughs> but no uh, so we ended up meeting like that following on that sunday and then we kind of like literally talked over over an hour and Within that, we pretty much got the first five months of Six Run Five planned out. That's cool. I want to get to some of the highlights and some of the challenges with Six Run Five. Tell me, Emily, what what you remember about when the the group was just getting started and getting this video message from this living legend sitting over here. So you know, Stephen, he told it a hundred percent correct. It was more than one message too. All it right. was like three different, but they were all video messages. But the crazy thing is he sent that on a Friday. I'm on the phone with my best friend. He lives in D.C. Name is Marlon. And I was like, hey, like my run challenge is becoming too much. I had over 200 people doing it. My phone was getting tagged all the time. And I was like, I want to grow this into something bigger, but I don't have time for it. I was like, it's this one guy that I know that I would love to reach out to him, but I don't really know him like that. Also, like I'm kind of focused on basketball. And this is my best friend. This is why you have really good friends. He's like, just make time to reach out to him. I'm like, okay, I will at some point. That's on a Thursday, y'all. The next day, he sends a message. Oh, my gosh. And I'm gosh. like, this is nothing but destiny because yeah. I was like, this is the person I want to talk to because nobody else I knew was running like him. Also, the passion. So you just can't pick anyone that just run just because, but just the passion. I was just like, you know what? I just got too much stuff going on with basketball and focus on, you know, building my program at my school. Mm-hmm. I wasn't planning on doing it no time soon, honestly, but I was so glad to get those messages from him. And I'm like, this is destiny. And like he said, we met that Sunday. I remember the next day, that Monday, we were texting at like 8 a.m. So at the beginning of Citroen 5, we talked all day, every day. Yeah. When I tell you texting, hey, what you think about this logo? Uh, the five is too big. Like literally critiquing everything. What date do you think we should meet? We literally talked all day, every day. It was to the point where I'm like, okay, this is my other boyfriend at this point, And it's okay. Yeah. You know? um, but I, you know, Stephen and I have obviously started six run five but also built a friendship that we family at this point people know if steven call answer it or you know or my mom asks how he's doing or my mom might see him out you know That's so great, it's family man. at this point but when you guys started it it was july was it july 2019 that was our first run we okay. actually met in june gotcha so the first run was in july mm-hmm. and how many people showed up first run so I think on that one, it was at least 50. 50 people. First time. First, first run. run. Yeah. First run ever. Uh, 50 people. 
So 50 people show up. That's great. I mean, most running groups get five people when they first start off. So 50 is strong. That means, again, that shines on you guys' popularity. That's a big part of it. <laughs> what What do you feel like so far? You're coming up on your year anniversary, July 6, 6 run 5. That's the one year anniversary? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's going to be that's, big. That's so crazy. What, what do you feel like has been a challenge uh, with being the kind of the face of this run group and, like, keeping it rolling? Like, what's something that's been behind-the-scenes challenge with keeping this thing going? Going. I would say a challenge is keeping that retention. You know what I mean? I think everybody wants to start. So there's just a lot of things in life that you can start, of course, but to keep the consistency is always difficult. Sure. So it's always us doing post checks to be like, you know, how do you feel? Not even the running, but like, how do you feel? You know what I mean? Do you feel tired? Like, what's the personal life like? Because that kind of like boils over into the workout. So if like you're super tired from work, you know, I can't expect you to be me and get up at 5 a.m. and run six miles and then, you know, go to work with a smile. You know, that might kind of like wear you out. What about you, Emily? What was something that you feel like obviously was a, a success out of the start, but what's something that's been a challenge to you being behind the scenes and kind of keeping the engine going? Learning that the decisions that Steven and I make are not just for us. So now we have to make a decision based on 20 or we might have a new person, depending on who shows up. Like he said, right now we want to run as a group. Mm -hmm. Of course, right now it's not the best decision. You mean you guys personally run with the group? Is right now under, gotcha, with right. COVID-19. Oh, you, you know, want to be running right we now? We want to be I running. Gotcha. We yeah. want to be running. But when we sit down and meet, so we always try to meet at least once a week. If we can't get together, we're on the phone talking for at least an hour. But the last two or three months, every time something's on the news, we get on the phone or we meet and talk like, hey, did you see this? We might need to push it back. In a perfect world, we thought we would already start it back by now. And some people would love to meet. Mm -hmm. But then we have to think what's best for the entire group. So I was, this is one thing. And I talked to James Crumlin about this. James Crumlin basically formed Capital Steps in his head. Mark Miller, who started East Nasty Running Group about 10 years ago, uh, was able to be a part of those in the early days and kind of watch them come what they've become. And one thing that people might not recognize is in order for groups like that to be successful, there has to be someone, you and Steven, to be able to stand in front of a group and say, this is who we are. This is what we do. Come back next week. We're doing it again. And you have to do that week after week after week so that people know that they can depend on that being there. And props to you guys for A, coming up with the idea. It sounds like there was destiny involved that you guys are going to form this group. But the reason that it's lasted a year is because you guys were behind it and have the drive to make it what it is. I'm sure as far as you guys are concerned, it's just getting started. I mean, there's long years of six run five to go. I feel like Nashville is going to keep growing. So membership's never going to be a problem. But what would you say, Emily and Steven, what's your favorite part so far about six run five? Just like what's your favorite memory of this group that you've basically created? What do you love about it? Of course, our first run was amazing to get all those people. But one thing you just said, like building those relationships with people, say our time is 6 p.m. on our flyer that we put up. We don't start till about 6.15 just to give people time to get there. But we're not sitting in our cars until 6.15. We're out. How was your day? What's going on? Fellowship. How, fellowship. Like yeah. literally building relationships to the point last summer. And this is something that I just realized that like, we spent a lot of money. After we got done running, Steven already knows. Ah. We used to always go to brunch or something. Literally every time, like, hey. we. That's the point home. of running, That's isn't the, it? To be able to go eat with no conscience. every time. You know, like, you would, we would run these miles, and then a few of us who could come, we go out to eat after. And that got to the point where, okay, now I get to, the, okay, this is what she does for a living. This is why she don't come on Wednesdays, because she worked. But this is why, you know. So sure. we're able to get to actually know our runners that like I said I don't say this just because it sounds good I feel like I have like family in this Absolutely. run club like yeah. yeah Steven's my family but literally if something happens we'll text you hey you hear this about so-and-so okay let's check on this person or we'll text like Steven have you so-and-so ain't showed up the last two weeks let's make sure we check up on her right and that's something because we've built that relationship we talk about all the time like hey I ain't seen this person in a long time okay Who's closer with her, me or you? Uh, I'm closer who's with her. Who's going to reach out? <laughs> you know, yeah. who's going to reach out? Somebody's reaching out for 
somebody's yeah. reaching out like oh well i went to high school with her i'll reach out and then even after we're done running before we eat we have waters out there and we're still talking to people. How do you feel? Yeah. You did good. Like one thing Steve and I do, we high five. And when people get done fist bump, like we're encouraging, clapping Show the it love. Up, showing love. And I'm yeah. like, that make me feel good. So I know it makes them feel Absolutely. good. So Yeah. Steven, when he sent me a text message introducing himself, he said, here's two things you need to know about me. A, every run I ever do, my hat's backwards. B, I run a mile per ounce of alcohol I drink. That's how I roll. These right, very, Steven? Yeah, these are very factual statements. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Yeah. So six run five, what's your, your favorite parts of it and your, just your love from what you've created? My favorite part about six run five is honestly, I think it's the fact that I get the run on a consistent basis with people that look like me for the longest, you know, wherever I was running, I was like, not necessarily the token black guy, but like one of very few, if not the only one, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And it was kind of like, you know, what can I do to get like more people like me outside? You know what I mean? Like, Almost to the extent of how can I make the next Stephen Love Wade? The world needs more Stephen Love Wade. I, I know that. I feel like the world would be great with a couple more Stephen Love Wade. It I'm sure not would. Lie. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it was kind of like I kind of not necessarily came from nothing as far as athleticism, but honestly, like I said, I did not start out the most athletic person. Like I didn't do any exercises. I would not even do ten push-ups at the house. So for me to go from huffing and puffing on a mile run to, I don't think I've had a like I said, a month under 100 at this point in like maybe the last couple yeah. of years. Well, you've got one of the best beards that's ever been a part of the, the running beard, sport. I so mean, that's, beard like, you can't have it all, Stephen. You may not have been the, had the athletics from. at the start, but the beard is strong the, the for beard, sure. The beard is where my powers come from. So, yeah. yes. But no, I think that's the biggest thing for me. Like I said, I kind of had that idea in my mind when I first started, like, what can I do to bring as many people of color out and like keep them running on a consistent basis? Because the thing for me is I love it. And there's so many health benefits, you know what I'm saying, with people that with black people and African-Americans that we deal with on a regular basis, such as like heart issues, cardiac issues, hypertension, high blood pressure. The things that I do now, the thing that I enjoys keeps me like youthful. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't even understand. I probably have no idea what effects like the running that I'm doing now would do for me later on in life. Right. I just enjoy it for now. But like my body probably like thanks the hell out of me for it because like, this is like, slowing my aging down and like the stress that I'm putting on my body right for years to come. So running is an investment in yourself. It is. It yeah. is. So I think that was the biggest thing. First was like people that look like me, black people running in the city with us running. We always meet at black owned businesses. Right. So it was like, how can we support our community in the same way? So we always meet at either slim and Huskies. We've been look using local distro for, um, Almost, that's probably been like our very first meat spot. We were doing a uh, Bicentennial Mall Farmer's Market, but we're like, it, it's hard to congregate in a parking lot. Sure. So we're like, let's decide on a, let's make a home. Yeah, man. We can't make a home in a parking lot, but like, let's try something else. So we went ahead and like reached out to the owners. We were like, this is what we want to do. This is the idea that we have. What do you think about it? And they were like, what can we do for can you? Can we do it now? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. what can we do for you? And like, that wasn't the response we were expecting, but it was kind of like, we were well received and it was yeah. kind of like, okay, cool. So, you know, having black people come out and run, uh, meeting at these black owned businesses to support the businesses that are in our communities. And then just seeing the growth is so fulfilling. You know what I mean? To see somebody who couldn't run a mile, being able to run 10 miles during their half marathon training, that's a leap. You Makes know your I mean? heart warm. It does. Yeah, it man. does. I feel like the Grinch when his uh, heart like, Groove, like, yeah, that's, no, that, like, God, that's every, awesome. Every what week, a great analogy, every man. Week of that like is it. Marathon training, like my heart, like grew bigger. Like we yeah. were from like we literally started at five miles, and right before uh, the quarantine started, we were ending at uh, ten. I think we were at ten or eleven. And to see people go from five to ten like that, and I'm talking about people that didn't really run prior to it's like they really didn't have any prior experience in it, but like make that way to get to where they're at. It just shows like their resilience, their commitment. And you always want to like pour water on those seeds. Embrace you that. Yeah, yeah. You never know how big that can grow. So I always like that. That's always been a big point. Man, to, to recognize what running is doing for you in your life when you start it and you guys to want to share that with other people. I mean, what a, what a wonderful gift to be able to say, hey, this is something that is really good for me. And this is something I want to share. And again, I'll say it again. It's 
people all the time have ideas in their head about, I want to do this. I think this would be cool. The fact that you guys had this idea about 615 and put it together and it doesn't sound like it's lost any momentum since the day it entered your brain. Right. The reason it's successful is is because of you guys and that's a neat thing, man, that, that you've built and is going to be here for a long time to come. Let's talk about the past couple months. I mean, this is 2020 has been a pretty crazy year, but just on the theme that you were talking about, about wanting to start a running group with African-Americans and, and build on that, what have you been dealing with and, and kind of what has the past couple months been like with what's going on in the United States? So for me, it's been a lot of like awkwardness to an extent. It's like this whole year has felt weird. If 2020 isn't weird, I don't, I don't know what. Yeah, if this isn't weird for you, I don't, I don't know what you're into, but it's definitely been an odd year and it's been tiresome. It's just tiresome to be African-American and then also be African-American in like a, not a spotlight position, but in a leadership position to make sure that you're representing in the, in the best way. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and it's not like necessarily watching what you say or anything. I don't feel like anything I would say or want to say is anything outside of the norm or like wrong, but it's just also like understanding that you represent something bigger than yourself. And then also like as a leader, when you speak to your group, you always want to make sure that you're being as one as transparent as possible because transparency goes so far. So being transparent and how you feel about things and then also being as positive as possible. So you can be realistic and still be positive. So I think that's the biggest thing. It's just been tiresome. But again, I think that I'm in a position that I'm in to kind of like change somebody else's outlook. So I've had people reach out to me and ask, you know, what can they do or how can they help? And sometimes I might not necessarily want to answer that question, but I think the fact that somebody does reach out to me to ask because they feel as if they can get a transparent answer, which I mean, I'm a, I'm very transparent. I think I'm pretty much with you're very approachable. Yeah. I'm, I'm very approachable. I think it's the beard, but, I'll, but, but in all seriousness, <laughs> more um, than that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think the way I just carry myself, I make myself approachable to people. And I would like to always feel like I'm approachable, especially if somebody feels like they want to talk about something very serious, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, this is a very serious topic. So to understand that people are reaching out to me to get insight and like get understanding on what's going on, on things that they may not be too knowledgeable about. I think that that's super important and I and I don't take that lightly. So a lot of people are looking to you both as a leadership of your run group and right. as a leadership of an example that they want to know for right. what you think and how you feel. Yeah. So how you respond to that, you know, that can shift somebody's perspective on that situation, you know, right. especially yeah. in a very sensitive time. Like you have to be able to. There's a responsibility in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah. like the Peter Parker with great power. comes great responsibility. You said it. What, what about you? Emily, I mean, I can tell not knowing you guys a super long time. I would, it feels like you guys have known each other a long time. You guys have a good relationship. You can see that you've built with this running group, but it also sounds like you're helping out a lot of people in in more ways than just running. Yeah, I agree with everything Steven said. I think sometimes people forget that we're human. Since Run 5, although it's something we started as a hobby, it's my second job, honestly. Absolutely. I love it just as much as my other job. And it's been days where... We might not talk for two days and I might shoot him a text and say, hey, I just want to shut the whole world off. Like, it's a lot going on. Like, I'm a black female in America and I don't know what's going to happen. You're a black male in America. I don't know what's going to happen. And we can shoot a text to each other, say, you okay? You good? And it's not, well, you ain't been talking to me for two days. I'm mad at you. It's like, like, sis, I understand I'm going through it too. You know, I'm here for you if you need anything. And that's the great thing about us. It's like, we're friends. Like we've actually built a friendship that now I know when he's mad and he knows when I know the signs, you know, we know the signs and we respect it. And before we make a decision, despite the emotions, we talk about it. And it's like, some days it's like, man, it's a lot of messed up stuff going on right now. And if me and you don't have the words, then we don't need to make a statement for six run five. That's one thing we always like until we can figure out what we need to say. Let's just 
take time to think, gather our thoughts, gather our emotions, and then make a statement. So we're always checking on each other. And I think sometimes, like I said, people forget we're human. And sometimes we forget we're human. Like we're doing all these things. Like Steven got his job. I got my job. We got sitting around five. We have our personal life. We have all these other things. And it was like, sometimes we got to take some days to ourselves Absolutely. just to focus. I literally, those two days where I just spent it around my family. With basketball season, I really didn't spend too much time at the basketball season. I went straight into training for the marathon or the half marathon. So I didn't really have time to spend time with my family. And I just was like, you know what? Right now, I don't want to watch the news. I just want to be around my family, spend time with my nephew, get my mind off things. Sure. And then it was like, okay, Stephen, let's talk. You know, and we talked. Let's get get our response ready. Let's get our response ready. No response is the best response because at this point, every day is something. Mm -hmm. But... Like Stephen said, we started this for us. It ain't only for us, but we started for us. And we have to make a statement. Yep. One thing, and it's been almost a year, we've done a lot of things with Six Run Five in a year, whether it be something with breast cancer campaign, we did um tornado relief. We did something amazing for the tornado relief. So many lunch sack lunches was made. So we've always, when something happens, we always respond for the community. Yeah. So now it's like, Stephen, we got to respond to this. And this one hit a little bit different. Oh, I bet. You know, this one hit a little bit different that it was like all these other ones, um, although we didn't like the tornado, it was easy for us to plan it. Like, okay, we got to go, we got to make this. People don't have food. People don't have toilet tissue. People don't have Clorox. Let's raise this money. That was easy. But then it was like, okay, this really affects us. Mm -hmm directly to the point like i said we had to take a few days like what are we gonna do should we make a statement and it was days where i was like i don't even want to talk about it but when we decided to start this run club we can't stray away from things like this and i think as we get closer to our one year i think for me this was the hardest thing we've had to go through because it directly not affects us it affects our runners Mm -hmm. and then it's a worldwide issue that's not going to be solved by saturday it's going to be something that always is going to happen and hopefully it gets better with time, but it's going to be something that we might always have to respond to. And now that we're in this position where we are one of the, where people know about our run club, we have to make a statement. Yeah. And the fact that you guys, you are making a difference in people's lives. You're making a difference in the community. You've already talked about that. And clearly people are turning to you for their own lives, just like on a health standpoint, but not just physically, but like mentally and spiritually as well. So I can certainly understand with what you guys have built that you guys are probably getting a lot of questions all hours of the day about things going on all over the place. So, yeah. What about the to wrap up the running component? What what is it about running that just now that you've done it a long time, you've created this cool running group, you've participated in running groups? Like what is it about running that just like, man, like when you think about running, you're like, I love, I love this. Like I I love being able to do this. What's that part for you? For me, I thought I was stressed years ago. I'm really stressed now with everything that I'm trying to do, but when I'm running down Jefferson or whether I'm in Brentwood when I'm running everything else is shut down I'm focused I've got my music going I have my one airpod in I got my other one out so that I can hear but I'm just like okay I can focus on this run and be checked out from everything else right the world goes the world goes silent everything is going on right now some great things happening some bad things happening but when I'm outside running I get to check out and just focus on this run. And not only do I feel some days I'm like, okay, I might just do four or five miles. And once I start, I keep going. Yeah. But it's just like, for me, the older I get, I'm like, okay, adulting is hard. Absolutely. But when I'm running, nothing else matters. I feel a little bit better while I'm running and a lot better once I'm done. So for me, it's like the stress reliever for anything. When I'm stressed, I go to the gym or I run. You know, when I feel good, I run as well. But it's yeah. just running answers everything. After the run, a lot more stuff makes sense. A doesn't lot more it? stuff yeah. makes sense. I always say, start your day how you want to finish your day. That's what I always try to tell my students: start your day how you want to finish your day. For me, I always feel better when I run. Started with the run, the day's got a good chance of being the a success. Has, the day has a great chance of being a great day. That's my stress reliever. It hasn't failed me yet 
So I'm going to continue to do it, but that's for me. Please do. Yeah. Stephen Love Wade, what, where's your love for running? What about running brings you the most joy? I don't know. I feel like it's like therapy. You know what I mean? I, I leave the house and I could be flustered. I could be frustrated with whatever it is. And I feel like running puts me at a clean slate. In your brain and in your body. Yeah. So I can just get up and I can just, I mean, luckily I stay in a centrally located place so I can, I don't have to necessarily worry about like what route I want to take or I have to go this way to get to whatever mileage. I can just kind of just get out my door and just go wherever I want. Right. So like, I'm just inquisitive. So I'm just always like curious about stuff. And I think that me just running and just being outside and just seeing, you know, the murals, seeing the cars going down the street, just taking all that in, you know what I'm saying? It just, it's therapy. And then it also just makes me appreciative. You know what I mean? The outside world's your workout facility when you're a runner. Yeah. So like people were losing it because they couldn't go to the gym during quarantine. And the runners are kind of like, honestly took over the city. Yeah. I think during like, mid-march to end of march and somewhere into april i think runners were just everywhere it's it, it has like, never been more six run five than than, than <laughs> like, the past hundred days I've which ne- is cool I've man seen, i mean yeah. really that is that is a plus to take from having to be in a quarantine yeah so that's probably my biggest thing i ran my biggest weeks once the quarantine had started i ran my first three 200 mile months and i ran on back to back to back like I never touched two hundred, and I touched them three months in your, a row. Your your running's growing just like that beard, Steve. Yeah, that beard that beard is getting longer, and your runs yeah, are getting longer that's too. So crazy, but no, it's, it's just a refreshing thing, you know. No run is the same. Nah, man. Like yeah. it's the same motions, but like no run is the same. That's a great call. Yeah. So let's talk about Nashville. You guys are, you know, Tennessee's both been a part of your lives for a long time, but six run five is the area code. It's the name of your running group. It's been a big part of your life. What do you love about this city, Stephen? I think anybody who's listening to this question be asked has already pretty much answered the question for me, but I want to say food. <laughs> ah, that's all right, man. Like, Nashville is more of a foodie city than it's ever been. I think. I really, like, no, I really feel like there's an endless option of like food here. Yeah, I think when people come into town or like people that know me just in general, I think food is my love language. It's okay. You it's know, great. Well, you said it when she was talking about brunch. You're like, when you run, you earn that brunch. Yeah. yeah. You know, like me and Emily had a long day. It's like, okay, let's do lunch. Yeah. <laughs> let's go to the pharmacy. Oh, or like, man, food makes it, running makes everything better, but so does food. Yeah. So I think that's my favorite part of Nashville, the food. Right. What about you, Emily? What What do you love about six run five? Um, Not the to, group, the city. Just to piggyback on what Stephen said, is he really does like people know Stephen loves food. So yesterday <laughs> they I know was, they know a couple things: hat it. backwards, so, long beard, loves to smile, loves, loves food, loves food. So yesterday I was going to eat lunch with a friend, and Rose Pepper was closed. Uh-oh. So my friend says, "Text Stephen, what's the place he's always at on Sunday?" And it's what was it? Taco Mamacita? Taco Mamacita. I think people reach out to you, you guys, for everything. Like, literally, they say, Text Steven. I'm like, I'm already texting him. And I'm like, Hey, Steven, what's the name of the place you're always? Last summer, you was there every Sunday. Where's that? Edge Hill? It's an edge here. Yeah, yeah, man, so, yeah edge here, good. Taco yeah, yeah. Mama yeah. But I know I can text him. It's been multiple times where I text him and be like, Hey, Give me your top 10 food places. He's like, glad you asked. I was just writing down a list. (laughs) And he's never said. I've been waiting for you to ask this question. He's he's never like, Emily, no. He will send me 10. And here's another option, too. I'm like, thank you. Like, I can always go to him if I need anything food-wise. Not just food-wise, but food, he got it. Yeah. I'm telling you, he got it. But for me, I'm born and raised in Nashville. This is your place. I I always tell people, most people have to move somewhere else to feel like they love it. I went to college in 2010, came back in 2015. Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky. So left the state. Left the state. And when I came back, Nashville had grown so much. It looked like a whole different city. Absolutely. looked like a whole different city. And I would say, like I said, of course, the food, but to see how much it's grown, I love the growth. I don't like the traffic, but I love the growth. Right. But you can go on any street. Like you said, we we run and we eat good. This is a dope city. Yeah. This no, is a dope I, city absolutely. where I need to go. Exactly. Everybody comes here now. Right. You know, everybody comes here. That's good segue. If you were the mayor of Nashville, Emily, what would you change about this city? What's one thing you do right away? 
honestly, I'm a teacher. So affordable housing. Right. Just affordable housing for everyone. Like I would love to live in a city. So currently I live in Antioch. Yeah. And I work in East Nashville. Been in East Nashville for four years. I hate to drive. Yeah, that's a battle both ways. You see what I'm saying? I hate yep. to drive. If I could live in Nashville, that would be perfect. So just making affordable housing for everybody, not just for teachers, for everyone so that we could actually enjoy the city where I don't have to always drive into Nashville. I can just, you know what? I'm going I'm to get on a bike. I'm going to meet you there. So that would be my one thing. Gotcha. Steven, you've just been an elected mayor of Nashville, which actually I feel like probably is going to happen one day. But just give us a preview. What's the first thing you're going to do as mayor? Man, I was going to say traffic, but I think that's a small thing compared to like Emily said, the housing situation. I mean, I stay in the Gulch and I know people that live in Antioch that pay more rent than I do. I looked up on a great situation. You know, I was really put in a favorable position to uh, end up living where I live. And I'm super grateful for that. But like, it's hard to like be like super happy about it when like my friends stay in less than favorable like areas of town. And I say less than favorable because like they're so far out and like they're paying way more than what it's worth. And it's kind of like they don't even have a choice. Let me ask you this. This is Music City, USA. That's what this city's called. What is your greatest music experience in Nashville? I think I only have one. So like, believe it or not, I have terrible social anxiety. I have social anxiety around people. That I would not believe, actually. Yeah, no, no, no. I promise. So, like, if I'm in a group of people that I don't know, I feel very uncomfortable. Like, big groups. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, like, wild story. I went to um, Wolf Chase Mall in Memphis. Okay. I was seven years old. So, like, the way my brain works, I just process everything that I see. So, like, I just notice everything. So, I went to Wolf Chase Mall with my mom. I'm from Jackson, Tennessee, so that's, like, the closest place to really shop. So, we went there, Black Friday shopping, like, yeah, Black Friday. It was so many people. I just couldn't process what was going on around me. Blacked out. Wow. And it's happened like once or twice in just like several occasions. But like all that to say, I went to a Kendrick Lamar concert. And this is like when Kendrick Lamar had probably dropped his like very first album. Not Kendrick Lamar that was playing at the halftime of college football. Oh, no, right? no, that, no, not no. that Kendrick. No. So I've always been a big Kendrick Lamar fan. And I don't like concerts again because I don't like that many people around me. Right. So... I went out to the concert, you know, I went with my homeboys that kind of like hyped me up for it, gave me the confidence to go. I didn't tell anybody I blacked out before at a, at a mall because that would be like, <laughs> no, you should stay at home. Nah, so, so we'll no, tell I, you about the concert. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't mention that, but no, I ended up going to the concert and that's probably been the only concert that I've ever been to in Nashville. That's it was a good one. It was a good con- one though. That's my only concert in life. Wow. Well, you, you went to see Beyonce in Atlanta. What's your Nashville I've seen Beyonce twice in Nashville. She was, she was at Nissan Stadium. So right she was at here, Nissan, yeah. and then she was with Jay-Z at Vandy. Oh, yeah. You remember that one? Yeah, yeah. Right over here. Yeah. Yeah, man. So then I, I've i seen Drake here. I've seen Jay-Z by himself at Nissan. I'm a concert person. Yeah. I go to concerts all the time. That's my thing. I love music. But the crazy thing is to see Beyonce, Jay-Z, Drake... I done seen so many... Kanye was here Thanksgiving a few years ago. Out of everybody, and this was one I went to last summer, I went to see Mary J. Blige, and I was probably the youngest person there. Yeah. When I tell you that, and it was Mary J. Blige and Nas. Okay. Oh, my gosh. That was the best. That was the best concert I've ever been to. And I love Beyonce. Yeah. I love Jay-Z. I love Kanye, all these people, but just her performance, Nas performance, and just, I think the crowd makes it better when you can just... Put your phone down and just enjoy yourself. And I love Mary J. Blige. That's my, like, she's top three. I love her. Grew up listening to her. That was last summer. Yeah. I went with my friend who's actually my principal, um, but we really close friends. Yeah. Really close friends. We only three years age difference. Yeah. But we had the time of our lives. Yeah. And that was last summer. And that was like, like I said, one of my favorites, if not my fave, honestly. Well, okay. So at some point in time, we're all going to get to go see concerts again. You get to take Stephen Love Wade to a show and you want to, you want him to experience the best concert. Who are you going to take him to see? I'm going to take him to see, and I actually have not seen this person, but everybody says he's one of the best performers. We're going to go see Travis Scott. Okay. And one reason I say that is I want to experience something with Steven that we both haven't experienced. So we can say, you know what? We started six run five together and we went to go see Travis Scott together the first time. Yeah, But I've man. heard great things about his concerts. I've heard it's an experience. So when things open back up in 2021, 
that's going to be the first concert the that we go to. Good stuff. Well, let's move over to running the 615 speed sessions because we only have one microphone. What we're going to do is we're going to pass the microphone back and forth. If you want to answer both questions, that's fine. You just keep answering. But these are these are questions just to, I'm going to say it. It's a quick answer and you say whichever one fits you the best. So we're here. We're just going to go through a bunch of different questions. Okay. All right. You ready? Would you rather run on the roads or run on the trails? Roads. Steven, roads or trails? Trails. Would you rather run in the early bird or night owl? Man, first thing in the morning, 5 a.m. preferably. Early bird. 5 a.m. for sure. There you go. What is your favorite Nashville restaurant? I mean, this is hard. I will say this is one of our favorite spots, Nicoletto's. I love Nicoletto's. Okay. Steven, this, you probably got 40 of them. <laughs> yeah, but out of those 40, Nicoletto's for sure. I think everybody knows that I go to Nicoletto's on Fridays and get the same thing every week. Which is? Spinach, fettuccine pink sauce and chicken yeah but not doing chicken this month because i'm eating veggies only okay steven what would you rather drink coffee tea soda water or alcohol (laughs) (laughs) you didn't see that last one coming man (laughs) well it's okay water then alcohol okay what alcoholic drink what's your favorite jack daniels jack daniels there you go emily so water okay I'll give a second answer. Summertime, we we going for mimosas or something. There you go. Okay, how about this? Dogs or cats? Cats. Steven? Dogs. Steven, are you a talker or a listener? Both. Okay, that's all right. Emily, talker or listener? Talker. Would you rather go to the beach or the mountains? Beach. The mountains. There you go. What annoys you, Steven? (laughs) I just took a deep breath. Man, what annoys me. So I feel like everything annoys me, but it's like what annoys me to a sense. Pick one. What, what, what annoys right. you today? What annoys me to the point that I have to actually like say something or do something in response. Prolonged conversations with people. Like if we're done talking, we're done talking. There you go. Like, don't know, you know your social cues when know you're talking it. to Steven. There you go. What annoys you, Emily? Someone who does not know how to communicate. All right. Poor communication. Poor communication. Annoys you. Especially as an adult. Like, okay. we got to know how to communicate. I get it. All right, I'm going to ask you these two questions back to back, and then I want you to answer them too, Stephen. What is something that is not good for you that you do anyway? Bad language is something because, once again, I'm a teacher. Obviously, I don't use that during work. Sure. But it's something when I leave the school and get off the school ground... You need to Emily comes out. It ain't Coach Fields <laughs> there anymore. There you go. Okay, reverse that. What is something good for you that you wish you did more of? So in the last two weeks, I've done been a pescatarian. So I actually enjoy it. Diet. I didn't think I was going to be able to give up Nashville hot chicken. Right, yeah. But it's been two weeks or 15 days at this point. Nothing but fish. No fried foods. No sweets or anything. And it's going okay. Yeah. It's going okay. There you go. Steven. Something not good for you that you do anyway. Drinking. Okay. Jack and Cokes. That's all right. What is something that is good for you that you should do more of, that you wish you would do more of? Sleep. Sleep. Oh, great answer. All right. Here we go. Two questions, Stephen. Would you rather have cookie or candy? Cookie. All right. Emily? Cookie. Favorite sports team or teams? I'm sorry. I'm just irritated. It was the Patriots. Oh, man. Now it might be. Tennessee Titans. I'm always so had PSL tickets to the Titans for 10 years. So I was going to go for the home team, but I'm a Tom Brady fan. So that's why. But of course, go Titans. We're going to the Super Bowl this year. I love it. Oh my God. That's the best answer we've had on this podcast. All of them. What do you go? Favorite sports teams? Man, so crazy enough, I'm just not the biggest in sports, unfortunately. But like sports all around, I guess I'm a bandwagon guy. Just Lakers me. Lakers. LeBron. Good to go. How about this? What is your dream vacation spot? Bora Bora. That's been answered before. I don't know where Bora Bora is, but it sounds great. <laughs> you been. You want to go. Okay, that's your dream vacation spot. All right. Well, when we figure out where it is, we're going. I like that. I'm dream vacation that. spot. Greece. Greece. All right. What actress should play you in a movie? Sanaa Lathan. Love and Basketball. Yeah. What actress playing you in a movie about Stephen Love Wade? Man, so if I'm older when the movie's made... Let's do Denzel. Okay. If I want to see that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I'm younger, we got to shoot for um, Michael B. Jordan. Perfect answer. You knew that. You always knew that was coming. What is your favorite TV show or movie of all time? Favorite TV show, The Chappelle Show. All right. Hands down. Favorite movie, Minutes to Society. Emily? Favorite TV show, 
A Different World. Favorite movie. I, I love movies. I can't even pick one. Is Love and Basketball one of them? We just said it. I love, I, yes. That's Growing up, name. that was one of my favorites. Okay. I could do it word for word. There you go. What is the best way to recover after a long or difficult run? For me, obviously, drinking water and Gatorade, but I like to do an Epsom salt bath. Yeah. That's one for more. me. What are you afraid of, Emily? Failing. Afraid of failure. There you go. Stephen Love Wade, what's the best way to recover after a long run? The politically correct answer is going to be water. <laughs> you sounded like Denzel when you answered that question. Mimosas is the best recovery. Okay. What are you afraid of? Man, I'm afraid of like tripping while I'm running. Okay. Via some kind of substance or actually tripping over it? Man, so like, <laughs> uh, no, actually like falling. I think about falling all the time, believe it or not, but like I never fall. I feel like I have to fall once to like get that fear over it, but that's not really the best idea to go for. So no. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you this. Do you listen to music or no music when you run? I haven't listened to music while running since 2018. Nice. And do you wear a watch or no watch? You got to have the Garmin 225. Tell Chrissy Best I'm coming to get the 245 yeah, this There you go, CB. Coming at you. Emily, music or no music when you run? I think you already said you like music. One, so, one iPod in, one out. So when I run by myself, one AirPod in, when we run as a group, no AirPods, just so we can tell people, make sure we're checking on people while we run. Gotcha. Watch or no watch? Of course, watch, but I only have an Apple watch. Okay. It's all right. Part of it. Would you rather go on an airplane or a road trip? If I'm by myself, airplane, if it's a group of people, road tripping it. Both. There you go. One more. What is something you want to do before you die? Run a full marathon. Awesome. There you go. Stephen Love Wade. Airplane or road trip? Road trip. Something you want to do before you die? Go to Ghana. Okay. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Breakfast. What makes you happy? Seeing my friends happy. Happy people make me happy. Awesome answer. Emily, what do you want to do before you die? Win a championship with basketball. As a coach. As a coach. Get yep. married. Good. Have two babies. There you go. Got it planned out. What makes you happy? My students. Seeing them succeed makes me happy. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Breakfast. What has running taught you? With running, you can do anything. And what is a misconception about you? That I'm a tomboy. Not a tomboy. Okay. What about you, Stephen? What's a misconception about you? Everything you hear is right. It's all true. It's what is, all true. What has running taught you? Running has taught me that anything that you think you can do, you can do if you put in the effort to get it done. Awesome. And what is um, your favorite holiday? Thanksgiving. Yeah. Emily, what's your favorite holiday? Thanksgiving for sure. Who inspires you, Emily? My mom. What is your favorite book or a favorite quote? Do you have one? My favorite book is... Cannot think of the name, and I should know this is my favorite, but it's by Sarah Jakes Roberts. Mm -hmm. Read it about two years ago, and I read at least every eight months just to make sure I'm still it. living by it. Gotcha. Steven, who inspires you? My mom. What is your favorite book or quote? Favorite book is either The Alchemist or How to Win Friends and Inspire People by Dale Carnegie. My favorite quote, no matter where you are, always know who you are. Yeah, that's a great one. What is one piece of advice, Stephen, you would give your younger self when you just went to Wolf Chase Mall and you're seven years old, you can go talk to that guy. What advice are you going to give him? Man, please listen to your mom. She knows best. Oh, great answer. Emily, what is the one piece of advice you give your younger self? Don't sell yourself short. Go after all your dreams, no matter how crazy people think they are. Keep going. Is it better to be physically tough or mentally tough? Mentally. What is your favorite race distance? 10K. 10K. Steven, better to be physically tough or mentally tough? Mental. Favorite race distance? That 13.1. Half marathon. Yeah. What would you rather get, a high five, a hug, or a fist bump? Inside or outside of running? Running. If I'm running, man, we got to do the high five. The high, high five, five is going to drop my pace down at least 30 seconds. I get charged up. Would you rather run in the hot or the cold? You know, I've been using this phrase called the pool boys lately 
and people aren't understanding what it means, but they just feel like my apartment had a pool that just recently got put in. But it actually means that I'm sweating so hard. It looks like I just got done swimming. You're a pool boy. Officially. I am a pool boy. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely running in the heat. I think the heat's just a little mental tough. You know what I'm saying? A little tougher mentally. So I, I like the challenge up until the extent of like me passing out in the street. But, yeah, I like I like the heat. Yeah. What about you? For me, I personally like running in the cold. And would you rather have a high five, a fist bump or a hug? High five all day. All right. That's a good one. Last question. What is the meaning of life to you, Emily Fields? The meaning of life to me. Or purpose of life. Or the purpose of life is finding joy in everything that I do and bringing joy to anyone connected to me. Yeah. Awesome. Stephen Love Wade, other than a backwards hat and a long beard, what is the purpose of life? I think it's to inspire somebody. I think inspiring does more than anything. You can always do something for somebody. You can teach somebody how to do something, but when you inspire somebody, like that just resonates so much further. Even for me, I can't think of somebody who might've taught me something or somebody who might've done something at one point in time, but I can remember that I, when I was inspired to do something. So inspiration. Awesome. Well, that's great segue. You guys are both inspiring people. Again, we talked about it, but building a running club is something that takes more than just an idea. And the fact that you guys have not only put it together, but got the following that you have, it's a super cool logo. I love that. And that you just have people that it means so much to and keep doing it and are that are truly hopeful that the uh, pandemic and COVID end soon, but mostly because they get to go back to six run five. I think it just means a lot to a lot of people. And it's super cool that you guys have just put that together and are keeping it going. And thank you guys for being here. Really. This has been an awesome interview. I love talking to two people. I don't want to interview just one person ever again. Having (laughs) having us all in the same room. I'm glad you guys are here. Emily, thanks for being a part of this podcast and thanks for forming six run five. Thanks for you guys officially being now sponsored by propel and Brooks, (laughs) whether you knew it or not, that just happened. But man, I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us both on here. Yeah, you guys had great answers and look forward to getting it out to the audience and letting people listen it while they run. Thanks for being here.